Welcome to Crime Prevention HQ. This is your headquarters for crime prevention tips, tools, and resources for the crime prevention practitioner. If you're a crime prevention services provider, this is the program for you. On today's episode, we'll have a replay of the Mark Bernier radio program. A while back, I was invited to be a guest on the radio to talk about cyber safety, the dangers of social media, computer crimes and kids, and our plans for a live Facebook chat event. Stay tuned to the end of this program, and I'll give you information on how you can contact us here at Crime Prevention HQ. But now, let's join the replay of this radio program. It's 420 at News Talk 1150 WNDB. How do we handle the problem of Facebook and what our kids are doing on there? What should parents need to know about it? The Volusia County Sheriff's Office is doing something I think is rather innovative and helpful. Tomorrow, there'll be a live, interactive Facebook opportunity for parents and for anyone who wants to know the safeguards that someone should utilize when being online. Sergeant Jay Toth is with us. Uh, he's going to be manning this uh, situation beginning at 11 o'clock tomorrow. He joins us live studio today on WNDB. Sergeant, thanks for coming in. It's good seeing you, sir. Well, Mark, thank you for inviting us. It's- Glad to be here. Is this the first time that the Sheriff's Office has done this? It's the first time that the Volusia County Sheriff's Office has done this. Uh, we've, uh, as we scout around for means to use social media and some of these new tools, we found that some of the other agencies were experimenting with this. It looked successful on their part, so we thought we'd give it a try ourselves and see how it works. Okay, you'll be answering a, period, a series of questions over the better part of an hour, 11 to 12, I right. believe, right? An hour. The thing that people need to remember, and I think we often forget, is this is not just sitting in front of a computer screen at your home and watching your kids. They have access to the Internet through any number of sources, including their phones and games and things like that. So what kind of things do you hope to accomplish by doing this? Well, we want to have a conversation with the parents, the grandparents, the guardians, anybody who's responsible for their children's safety. And if there's children listening, all the better, because this is the kind of information a lot of us forget. When we go out and talk to people, they have all kinds of questions. They're not used to some of this new technology. So one of the things they forget is that that cell phone, that smartphone their kid is holding in their hand is a computer, and they can access almost everything. In fact, with some of the new apps that are available, they can get into more trouble with their cell phone than they can on the old computer that's sitting on the desk at home. So a parent listening to this is thinking, yeah, okay, this is fine. I put the computer where everybody could see it in the kitchen or the living area so that when we're together, I can see what they're doing. But if they have a smartphone, they're on their own unless the parent has some kind of monitoring device, right? Exactly. And what we talk about is the fact that in the old days, we used to say, take that computer, put it in the most common room of the house. And that way, anybody walking by can look over the shoulder of the kid that's using that and see what's going on. But with a phone, it's so small and they're using them at school or on the bus. You don't have that. So we're going to talk about some of the new forms of monitoring that they can do. Some of them are very old-fashioned. We're going to talk about ways that require no software whatsoever, and then we're also going to talk about what some of the different software products will do. What kind of trends is the Sheriff's Office seeing, Sergeant, that would cause them to want to do this at this time? Is there a troubling 
uh, familiarity thing that keeps coming up that they say, you know what, we need to address this now? Yeah, we're seeing some new trends that are very disturbing. Some of those trends include uh, bullying, online bullying. May or may not be a crime, but a lot of the times the parents have a question about it. We're seeing sexting being a problem. So we want to give parents and grandparents the tools they need so they can make sure their kids are not either sending sexting photos or receiving them, how they can check that. So those are some of the problems. And then we still have to remember the predators are still out there, and their goal is to meet these kids online. So we want to make sure that doesn't happen. I think we also should remember that any time you post anything online, um, it could be snagged, snagged by somebody and then placed somewhere else. Am I correct? We tell kids to remember anything you post online you're never getting that back. You can never take it back because even if you think you have, somebody saved it somewhere and they repost it online. There's a new app out for smartphones called Snapchat. And the goal of this is a kid can set the amount of time they want that photo that they're going to send to their friend to appear on screen and then it's supposed to delete itself completely. And that's given the kids a false sense of security that that photo's deleted. We've discovered there's several ways that that person on the other end can actually save that photo it's creating a world of problems. I'm curious because this is an area that I don't know enough about, so forgive me if this is an elementary question. Is there a way that a parent might be able to tell by looking at their child's device who's eavesdropping on them or taking stuff from them or where their stuff is going? They certainly can look at the sent file, but how can parents be more engaged with what a child's using with their phone? Well, two ways. One is the old physical, pick it up and look through it to see what the logs are saying about what's being sent. Second thing is there's a couple of different types of apps. One, one type of monitoring app is actually a filter that keeps their kids from going to certain places that the parents don't want them going. And then the other is the kind that will send a summary or an alert to the parent's cell phone if the kid tries to go on this or if the kid is using an app that they're not supposed to or releasing information such as their home phone number or their home address that really is dangerous for the children to uh, be sending out there and putting on the Internet. All right, so everybody log on at 11 o'clock tomorrow. What's the address? 11 o'clock tomorrow, and it's facebook.com slash Volusia County Sheriff. And if they go on there anytime after 11 o'clock, we'll be involved. And it's a conversation. We look for any questions on cyber safety. We have our team that'll be answering those. So we're just looking forward to answering whatever questions anybody might have. Can you hang around for another few minutes? I can. Sheriff, all right. Uh, we'll come back with uh, Sergeant Jay Toth. And we're talking about this issue that involves uh, interaction with parents tomorrow on the Facebook page with the Volusia County Sheriff's Office so that you'll have more information so that you can better monitor what may be happening with your kids online. And, of course, common sense and parental supervision rules the day. 4.32 uh, tomorrow, the Volusia County Sheriff's Office is conducting an event in which we invite parents, grandparents, any guardian to go online through Facebook to be part of an interactive sort of town hall on the uh, internet about questions about how to safely navigate Facebook and other websites, social media. And very important that you have that information so that you can apply it to your children and grandchildren, any youngsters, any people who are really inexperienced with the internet so that they don't fall prey to criminals. Sergeant, I want to ask you about this uh, hashtag phenomenon that's out there. I've been out of the loop. We have Twitter for this program, but I'm I know. What designates a hashtag, and, and is that another danger spot? 
it can be a danger. It can also work for us. A hashtag is where you put that pound sign in front of a word. And okay. then what happens is you can do a search on Twitter, Facebook, Google+, any of those. And it will show you all of the uh, posts where anybody has actually included that same hashtag. So if you had an earthquake or the Daytona 500 or, or uh, World Series, uh, you would be able to do a search and see what people around the world are saying about that particular topic. Really? Okay. Interesting. We use it when kids upload videos of fights at school, and then we just search for that school, and uh, we can find most of the videos that have been uploaded uh, that have that term. And we'll sometimes have to guess at the hashtag, or we'll just ask one of the kids, what hashtag did you use? The phone number is 239-0033 to get through to us if you have a question for Sergeant Jay Toth of the Volusia County Sheriff's Office. He's in studio with us. Isn't the Internet still, Jay, pretty much the wild, wild west? I mean, there's no laws that govern all of it. There's Interpol, perhaps, but there's no governing body that's uh, keeping an eye out to protect the general public. They're trying. There's federal laws that are in place. Some of it uh, restrict... uh advertising and some of the information that websites are supposed to collect about your children. The uh, state has several laws. In fact, the state of Florida just instituted a new one that uh, defines sexting and guidelines for how that should be prosecuted. And then uh, the problem is that it's so easy to get around these laws. It's so easy for uh, anybody to uh, come up with another app that bypasses that, like the Snapchat app we were talking about before it really is the wild wild west it it's this instant texting we've got so much now we've got laws that stop you from texting while you're driving i I know it's in the early going but how effective do you think that law is going to be i foresee that that will eventually become a primary law like seat belts uh, because it is such an effect we are seeing so many crashes and florida highway patrol would probably be the ones that would be able to uh, tell us more about this but look around you anytime that you're driving down the road and see how many people are looking down at their phone instead of out the window in fact when we uh, talk about kids we talk about don't be texting while you're crossing the road we've had kids hit uh, while they're looking at their cell phone trying to walk the road we've had uh, people have trouble just navigating the sidewalk without crashing into something it's uh, it's a problem john you had a story on instagram yeah, there was a story that just came out today, um, well, if, within the last couple of days, I should say, about gun sales that have been going up over Instagram. Um, Instagram is another site like Facebook where you can just post things. It's primarily used for photos. But my question for you is, with regard to the kids that we've been talking about, is there a danger of children going on to places like this, being able to pose as somebody older than who they are and getting their hands on things that they really shouldn't have? That is a problem. We also see sometimes Craigslist. Uh, If you look at the ads that are available on Craigslist or even eBay, uh, a lot of times there's no age verification on that. On the flip side of Instagram, what we find is, in many cases, the danger is the children are posting images they shouldn't be posting. And quite honestly, we now take a look at Instagram uh, when we want to document uh, somebody that's got a marijuana grow operation, they cannot help themselves. In most cases, they have to show it off because they're bragging. And many times we discover that through Instagram. Uh, gang member affiliation uh, is also available through there. Not just Facebook profiles, but Instagram. Uh, Pinterest is another of the image processing uh, websites. You have children? I, I do, one. How old? 
She is 12 years old, and no, she does not have her own cell phone yet. Okay, see, um, and even mine, one has, but it's they got selected minutes. They can only use it for certain things, It's and that's it. I, I, but I, I cringe every time I see these kids just walking around like robots on the street because uh, there's a popular sport now robbing people. They're looking at their phone. They're not paying attention to their surroundings. And people just come and snatch the phone right out of their hands. But they become uh, – there's like anxiety when they're separated from their phone. And the more they're on their phones, the more kind of trouble they can get in. Well, we have seen studies because I work closely with the school board. And uh, we have seen studies where some of the kids that are having problems in school with low grades, when you talk to them, you find out they sleep with that phone under their pillow or on their bedstand. Oh, nice. Radiation. And the ringer. Because what happens is their friend calls them. It's 3 in the morning. They can't wait till the morning to answer it back. So they'll wake up in the middle of the night, text that back, and then... Who knows, an hour, 45 minutes later. Oh. So there's a continual conversation. We find this is much more common than any of us thought was going on. This may be a little outside of the parameters of what you're doing tomorrow, but are we hearing much about online cheating through phones in school? That is such a problem that whenever there's uh, standardized testing like FCAT, they will usually set up proctors at the door uh, of the schools and in the classrooms where the tests are being taken. And it's not an actual search, but you are not allowed to bring a device like that into the uh, the test room because online cheating is a large problem. It probably happens more at the college level, but it also we've heard of it happening on occasion around the state in the public schools. Yeah, I'm kind of curious because you work with kids in the school board so much. When they first came out with Google Glasses, did you like over your morning coffee go, oh, no, it's something else for me to worry about now? We've not actually seen any of those in Volusia County, but it's just a matter of time. Wow. Is the biggest issue you're finding is that the parents aren't as engaged on the technology as much as the kids are. This is such a new technology that the kids have snapped it up pretty quickly, but we're finding the parents are lagging behind. Some of us just traded in our old phones that all you could do was talk on them. Yeah. These brand new things where you can actually send text messages and yeah. photos. The kids have been doing that for years. We're, we're behind. That's one of the reasons we're doing this Facebook chat tomorrow to try to get parents aware of some of the dangers and what's going on. Did you know that video games can be a problem? Some of the new video games like uh, PS3 and and, uh, Microsoft, some of those actually have online chat functions. And you'll see the kids, and they're wearing the headsets with the mics, and they're involved in multiplayer games, and they're chatting. Who are they chatting with? Yeah. Well, the kids don't know. In many cases, it could be a predator that's online hanging out in the same chat room. It could be that teen that lives across town. Maybe not. You know, there was a whole Catch a Predator television show that sprung up from online illicit dating. You have to wonder now if that's the next part of to Catch a Predator is the the monitoring of phone things. Uh, Well, these people pose as one thing, and they're, in fact, something else. They do. One of the other things we find is kids, uh, we've had a couple of reports of kids who have web cameras built into their laptops, web cameras that have been purchased for them, and they'll be online in chat rooms, and they think they're talking to somebody. And they do things that they shouldn't do with that web camera. And then we've actually had some cases where kids have been blackmailed to send additional pictures, worse pictures. Don't tell your parents or we'll post these on your Facebook page. Wow. How does a kid handle that? Now, do people hijack each other's Facebook pages? They can. That's why you have to be so careful about your password. Don't let anybody know what your password is. But in many cases, 
It isn't even a matter of hijacking. Uh, some kids who have uh, less than stellar intentions will create a fake Facebook profile and make it look and sound just like, and we've had this done for teachers, and then they'll post some awful photos and awful posts claiming to be that teacher, so they'll set up a fake profile. But it could be that the actual Facebook page has been hacked because somebody has discovered what the password is. I'm kind of curious. Is there a lot of identity theft happening as a result of all of this technological usage? It's hard to tell exactly what the percentage is, but we find that there's about half of the identity theft that we're dealing with in the sheriff's office is probably from physical things like a skimmer that's located in a gas pump and you swipe your your debit card through the gas pump. And then others is online through trying to purchase uh, and then even Facebook uh, or uh, uh, Craigslist or eBay, we see some identity theft there with people that have set up fake websites trying to sell things that don't really exist solely for the purpose of collecting credit card information. So it's a good mix. Can you tell us what's your primary function, Sergeant, with the Sheriff's Office? You mentioned you work with the school district. Can you tell us? I, I don't want to go into areas that you may be trying to save us from, but go ahead. No, my primary day-to-day job is I supervise a squad of school resource deputies who are assigned to the public middle schools and high schools on the east side. So I supervise all of the school resource deputies for the east side. So that's where we're getting a lot of our information about what the kids are doing, what apps they're running into. And we also have a lot of our school resource officers, like one of them, Karen Pierce, is going to be with me tomorrow. She teaches this very topic to the students themselves to try to protect them. And then in the rest of my spare time, I do crime prevention for the east side of the county as well. I'm kind of curious. This issue came up last week. Do you think that the violence that's in these online games has desensitized youth to the point where that's why we hear about situations like happened in Boston last week where a kid who was being helped by a teacher suddenly had her throat slashed with a box cutter? It'll be interesting to see what the background is on that child that they arrested, the 14-year-old that I believe is being tried as an adult. A common denominator, when you go back and you tear apart the backgrounds and what happened, a common denominator very often is violent crimes. Mm. Uh, or the violent uh, video games, uh, there's one out there, Auto Theft or Grand Theft Auto, and it's now in its fourth or fifth iteration, and it just gets more violent every time. How can you live that, breathe that, learn to live in that subculture without it affecting you somehow? Sergeant, this starts at 11 o'clock tomorrow. That's when people can start logging in. Go to Facebook, and it's slash Volusia County Sheriff's Office? That's correct. Facebook.com slash Volusia County Sheriff. And that starts at 11. But if you miss it at 11, it's going to stay posted there so anybody can come back to it any time in the future and read all the questions and all of our answers. I think it's terrific. Um, I, I Really, this is long overdue. I think it's a great public service. If there's something that we can do, let us know. We'll have you come back. Um, is there is there a link that people can go to to find out more about this if they missed any part of our discussion? They can. One of the easiest ways they can do is just go to our Sheriff's Office homepage, and that's uh, volusiasheriff.org. There's links to a safety center that has all of this information on it. There's a link to our Facebook page right there. There's a link to email uh, anybody if you have a specific question, all of right there at volusiasheriff.org. All right, very good. Uh, Jay, good luck tomorrow. Thank Thanks you. for coming in to see us. Thank you for joining us on Crime Prevention HQ. 
If you'd like more information or information on how to contact us at Crime Prevention HQ, just go to our contact page. That's crimepreventionhq.com slash contact. There you'll find all of the email, Facebook, Google+, YouTube, and other contact information. We'd love to hear from you. And we look forward to seeing you the next time you're at HQ. HQ.